right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Wondrous World. I'm your host, ready to take you on another exciting journey. <laughs> Today, we're stepping into a time machine, heading back to around around 2,000 years to the heart of one of the greatest empires the world has ever known. It's a story of organization, discipline, and power, a story that shaped the course of world history. Yes, we're talking about the mighty Roman army. This isn't just a story of men and warfare. It's a tale of innovation, of tactics that were revolutionary for their time and which still echo in our modern militaries today. It's about an organization that was so much more than a fighting force. So grab your gladius and let's march into the world of the Roman legions. But don't worry, I promise no Latin tests at the end of this episode. Let's dive in. So the founding and early development as with all great stories, our tale begins at the beginning. <laughs> Who would have guessed? The Roman army that many of us picture in our minds, the disciplined legions with their red tunics and glistening armor, wasn't always like this. Rome, you see, began as a small city-state, surrounded by enemies on all sides. Their early, fir- their early forces were more akin to a militia than a standing army, composed mostly of citizen soldiers called upon in times of need. The early Roman military was structured around the Greek phalanx, a formation of heavy infantry. This worked quite well for a time, but as Rome's ambitions grew, so did the need for a more versatile fighting force. The rough terrains of the Italian peninsula and the variety of Rome's enemies called for a more adaptable approach to warfare. So around the 4th century BC, Rome began a series of military reforms transitioning from the Greek-style phalanx to a manipular form, a more flexible system divided into two lines of soldiers called maniples. This system allowed the Roman army to be more maneuverable on different terrains and against a wider variety of enemies. But the greatest change came in the late 2nd century, BC that is, when a Roman general named Marius removed the property requirements that had previously restricted army service. Suddenly, the army wasn't just a responsibility of the citizens, it was also a career. In fact, it was a way for lower classes to earn a regular wage and even secure a pension. This shift was fundamental in transforming the Roman army into a professional force, making the birth of the Roman legions as we know them today. The organization and structure. Fast forward a bit. And we find ourselves in the age of the professional Roman army. Now, when I say professional, I mean it. (laughs) The Roman army was organized with a level of detail that rivals many modern militaries. At the heart of this, the army were legions. A Roman legion was usually composed of around 5,000 soldiers, give or take, divided into cohorts, centuries, and maniples. Each had a specific role and place in battle formation, the smallest unit was the century, was made, of, made up about of around 80 men and led by a centurion. These men ate, slept, trained, and fought together, creating strong bonds of brotherhood and teamwork. And the structure didn't stop there. The Roman army also had auxiliary units and non-citizens who, were supported, who supported the legions. They were often men from the provinces who served as light infantry, cavalry, archers, and more. These auxiliaries provided the Roman army with a range of military capabilities and adapted techniques from across the empire. This military machine was supported by an extensive logistic system, 
They had military engineers for constructing forts and siege engines, medical personnel to tend to the wounded, and quartermasters responsible for the supply of food and equipment. The Roman army even had its own dedicated postal system for communication. But remember, the Roman army wasn't just about fighting. Roman soldiers were also builders, engineers, and peacekeepers. They built the roads, walls, bridges, and fortifications. In a way, wherever the Roman army went, so did Rome itself, creating a network of infrastructure that helped consolidate and maintain the empire. Have you ever heard the saying, all roads lead back to Rome? Well, that's because in the time of the Roman Empire, it was pretty true that all roads led back to Rome, at least all the well-constructed ones, and those were built by the Roman Empire. All right, let's shift our gaze now away from structure to the tools and strategies that made the Roman army so darn effective. There's a famous saying, the Romans conquered the world in self-defense, and the truth in this can be seen in their approach to warfare. Romans had a real knack for adopting, adapting, and improving upon their military techniques. The classic example, the Roman gladius, a short double-edged sword, perfect for the kind of close quarters combat the Romans specialized in. It was influenced by swords they encountered during the Second Punic War, the pilum, a long spear designed to penetrate enemy shields and bend on impact, preventing it from being thrown back, was another innovative piece of Roman weaponry. Roman tactics, too, were very effective. Take the famous testudo, or tortoise, formation, where soldiers would align their shields to form a sort of protective shell around the unit. You've probably seen pictures of this before. This was used to approach enemy fortifications under the hail of arrows. Yet Roman tactics were not just about offense, but also the playing the long game. They knew how to build fortifications swiftly, securing their position after a day's march. They made use of complex military strategies such as feigned retreats and flanking maneuvers. And when they faced an enemy with superior tactics, they learned and adapted. Yet, let's remember, the strength of the Roman army wasn't just in their weapons or tactics. It was also in their discipline and relentless training of soldiers, which allowed them to execute these strategies effectively, no matter the odds. So let's get into their training and discipline. We've talked about the hardware and the strategic know-how. Let's focus on the true backbone of the Roman army, their discipline and rigorous training of its soldiers. Training for a Roman soldier wasn't just a crash course. It was a lifestyle. The historian Vegetius wrote that victory in war does not depend entirely upon numbers or mere courage. Only skill and discipline will ensure it. And boy, did the Romans take this to heart. Roman soldiers were taught to march. And when I say march, I mean march. We're talking 20 miles in five hours, but not just 20 miles in five hours. We're talking 20 miles in five hours fully armored, carrying a pack that weighed around half of their body weight, as well as their weapons. It was about building stamina and endurance, yes, but it also ensured that Roman armies could move faster and be more responsive on the battlefield. They were trained in weapons handling, wrestling, and swimming. They built siege machines and bridges as part of their training, ensuring that they were ready for the eventuality during campaigns. They had even a form of military drill with dummy weapons that 
were deliberately made heavier than their real counterparts, building strength and skill. So the real weapons, they were able to maneuver better and faster. Discipline was sternly enforced with severe penalties for infractions, such as desertion or theft. This led to a level of order and cohesiveness in the Roman ranks that was rarely matched by their adversaries. So imagine a force of men trained to their physical peak, equipped with advanced weaponry, and drilled to act as a single cohesive unit. That's a tough nut to crack for any opponent, and it's why the Roman army is remembered as one of the most formidable military forces in history. They were well ahead of their time in this sense, and that <laughs> aided in them fighting mostly barbarians at the time. Famous battles and campaigns. Of course, they had many, but let's jump into the, some of the iconic moments of the Roman army. These aren't just fights. They're stories of genius, bravery, and sometimes even hubris. Our first stop is at the Battle of Cannae in 216 BC. Now, this is not a shining moment for the Romans, but it is pivotal. It was during the Second Punic War against Hannibal of Carthage, a general who had brought the the war to Rome's doorstep. Can't Hannibal have pulled off one of the most audacious military maneuvers in history, encircling a larger Roman force and inflicting a devastating defeat? But here's the kicker. Rome didn't surrender. They actually rallied, learned from their defeat, and eventually defeated Hannibal. It's the story of Roman resilience and tenacity. Flash forward to 58 to 50 BC, Julius Caesar's Gaelic Wars. Caesar, with his legions, conquered much of modern France and Belgium, extending Rome's territory and influence. His detailed documentaries about these campaigns are a key source of information about the Roman army at this time. And let's not forget about the Siege of Alesia in 52 BC, another masterstroke by Julius Caesar. In a brilliant display of Roman engineering and strategy, Caesar besieged the fortified town of Alesia, home of the Gaelic leader Vercingetorix. Vercingetorix. I always have trouble pronouncing that, and I did practice. <laughs> While also building fortifications to protect his own forces from relieving Gaelic army. Outnumbered and outmaneuvered, Vercingetorix was eventually forced to surrender. Lastly, let's remember the Battle of Actium in 31 BC. This sea battle between the forces of Octavian, later Augustus, Rome's first emperor, and the combined forces of Mark Antony and Cleopatra decided the future of Rome. Octavian's victory marked the end of the Roman Republic and the beginning of the Roman Empire. These are just glimpses into the Roman army's exploits. Each battle, each campaign was a brick in the building of the Roman Empire. Their ability to adapt, to learn, and their unyielding spirit in the face of adversity are true markers of their legacy. Now let's talk about the role of army in society because the Roman army, while they did do a lot of conquests and battles, their influence extended far beyond the battlefield. They had a major impact on the fabric of Roman society. For starters, Military service was a path to social advancement, as mentioned earlier, especially for those of lower classes. Serving in the Roman army offered a regular pay, a share of the spoils, 
and upon completion of service, a plot of land. It wasn't just a career, it was an opportunity, a ladder to climb up the socioeconomic ranks. The Roman army also played a critical role in spreading Roman culture and language. As Rome expanded, it wasn't just about conquering territories, they assimilated the populations, spreading their language, culture, engineering, and law. The Roman soldier was a citizen, a lawgiver, an engineer, and a diplomat. In the late Republic, the allegiance of the army started shifting from state to the generals. Ambitious generals like Julius Caesar and Pompey used their armies to achieve political goals, turning the army into a political tool. This trend would continue into the empire. And let's not forget about the Roman army, that the Roman army was instrumental in building infrastructure. The roads they built for the military purposes facilitated trade, integration, and movement. Many of these roads, bridges, and aqueducts are actually still standing and in use today, a testament to the Roman army's engineering skills. In many ways, the Roman army was a microcosm of Roman society. Disciplined, pragmatic, and adaptable, the soldier was not just a warrior, he was a Roman, carrying with him all the traits of his civilization. And now, for the final act of our tale, the sun begins to set on the Roman Empire, and with it, the once mighty Roman army. You may be wondering, how did it all come to an end? Well, like most complex entities, the Roman army was, the fall of the Roman army was due to a combination of factors, internal issues, external pressures, and a whole lot of bad luck and timing. Internally, the army faced recruitment problems. The empire's population was in decline due to the plague and low birth rates. Couple this with increasing use of non-Roman soldiers known as foderati, loyalty to Rome started to dwindle. Those foderati are like modern day mercenaries. Add to this the growing economic problems within the empire. Finding, funding such a large army was no easy task and the empire was stretching itself thin. Externally, the pressures were mounting. The empire was constantly under attack from multiple fronts. The Huns, the Visigoths, the Vandals, and the list goes on. And then there were the civil wars and infighting, a deadly combination that sapped the strength of the army. Military leaders often focused more on fighting each other for control rather than defending the empire. Despite their advanced tactics and formidable reputation, the Roman army could not withstand the onslaught of issues. By the 5th century AD, the Western Roman Empire had fallen. The old Eastern Roman Empire, later known as the Byzantine Empire, fared better, but the army of old was no more. While the Roman army fell, the influence did not. The strategies, principles, innovations of the Roman Empire and Roman army shaped, the military, shaped military thought for centuries to come. The fall of the Roman army was not just the end of an era, but the start of a legacy that continues to echo throughout history. From the ashes of the Roman Empire, a new world was born, and the Roman army's legacy lives on within it. The story of the Roman army doesn't end with the fall of Rome. Far from it, their influence can still be seen today in numerous ways. First, let's look at military tactics. Many of the tactics that the Roman army developed are still in use today. The concepts of division, cohesion, discipline, and organization of the army have formed the foundation of modern military strategy. Secondly, 
infrastructure. The Roman army wasn't just about fighting, as we know now. There were, they were also prolific builders. Roman roads, built primarily for military use, facilitated trade and communication across the empire and much of Europe for centuries to come. Many of these roads are still in use today. Their fortification techniques also became the basis for medieval castle designs. Thirdly, the Roman Empire, the Roman army mindset also became a template for later empires. The idea of professional standing army is one that would be adopted by many other empires throughout history and obviously is still around today. And the last thing that we'll talk about real quick is the cultural impact that the Roman army had. It's a popular topic for books, movies, video games, and TV shows even 2,000 years later. It has captivated the imaginations of people for centuries, a testament to its enduring legacy. Even though the Roman Empire and its army fell over 1,500 years ago, its influence is everywhere. It's in our language, our infrastructure, our, cu our culture. It's a part of who we are. And it just goes to show that even in fall, there is a rise. The Roman army fell, but it rose again in the pages of history and its legacy living on long after its end. Looking back at the might and majesty of the Roman army, we can, can't help but be astounded by the sheer scale of what they achieved and how their influence has permeated throughout the centuries, from the gritty recruit training fields of the Roman Republic to the grand battle campaigns of the Roman Empire. The Roman army's story is a captivating saga of power, innovation, discipline, and resilience. But more than just a military force, the Roman army was a keystone to the society, the backbone that held the empire together. Its fall mirrored the fall of Rome itself, and yet its legacy endured, shaping the face of warfare and society in profound ways. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter or X now at WondrousWorldPC. Um, yeah. See you next time.